0: I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith and Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. You know Stephen King's face? (laughs) Stephen King's face?
1: Yeah. You know Stephen King's got a very, very strange-looking face?
0: We're talking, Uh, obviously, we're
1: talking the, the horror writer guy.
0: Yes. He's one of those people who is very much not a steve no
1: he? i also worry about his, his his brain if i'm honest but that's almost another story <laughs> <laughs> i just worry what the hell's going on in there
0: well yeah i know there's some of it also i'm fascinated by his one of his writing techniques is essentially just to sort of set off and see where he goes which i think is a you have to have I think quite a powerful brain to be able to do that and not just end up steaming down a dead end or writing reams of drivel that doesn't really go anywhere I think I think if you're doing a novel surely you need to sort of set out a framework I'm sure in his head he has got that hmm. but he doesn't I gather he's actually he has written a book about writing which I, I'm ashamed to say I've never read but I think he's he is or certainly used to be a kind of set off and see where it takes him kind of merchant and i don't know whether that's because he was also famously on enormous quantities of cocaine or whether that's just well, his technique
1: well i mean i'd love to read that book about how to write by stephen king but i'm more interested in the fact that his wife nearly divorced him because he wouldn't stop listening to mambo number Five. Um,
0: oh yes <laughs> <laughs> I forgot which, about this It still, <laughs>
1: still absolutely cripples me with laughter Because I just It's the last song I'd expect a, a, Like the most famous horror writer of all time To sing Yeah, yeah. Un- Unless he's going to you... weave it into a horror story Which will then tarnish it forever Not that it's the I best song know. ever But by well, M- this is it but Lou for- Bega
0: Lou Bega, yeah well, it sounds like he should be called Lou Vega, but he's got a terrible cold.
1: It's true, isn't it? I always thought he What's was your Lou name? Vega. Uh, Lou
0: Vega. What? Lou Vega. 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 Yeah, he's a toilet um, baker. That's what he is. <laughs> <laughs> but this is for, to to explain for listeners who don't know this. This is a genuine story, isn't it? Stephen King is on record as saying that he became obsessed with Mambo <laughs> Number Five. And just listened to it endlessly until his <laughs> wife almost left
1: him. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the greatest story because it just, because from memory, because I remember when this came out in the late nineties, I've got what I say. Um He just lists loads of women's names in the song about yes. what, he like, what he likes doing with those ladies, like little bit of Monica in my life, little bit of Tina just for fun, a little bit of Sandra's, what I need, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but
0: just found, found the quote here.
1: <laughs> sorry, this is not correlated at all. I'm so sorry.
0: Someone, an interview with Rolling Stone magazine, they asked him, is it true your wife, your wife threatened to divorce you over that record? Oh, yeah, big time, said Kim. <laughs> My wife threatened to divorce me. I played that a lot. I had the dance mix, he continued. I loved those extended play things, and I played both sides of it, and one of them was just a total instrumental. And oh. I played that thing until my wife just said, one more time, and I'm going to fucking leave you. <laughs> and there's a picture of him, and you're right, his face is... okay. What's so going on there? Can we
1: get... <laughs> Can we go back to what my original, my original, my original um, observation was going to be? I've written down here because I'm convinced of this. Stephen King's face is like a US spec version, bumper version of a European face. <laughs> so, you know, like when the M, you know, like when they ruined the um, Mercedes SL in the 80s by putting the sort of like big. Extended yeah. plinth bumpers on, on the cuff of the US yeah. market. Well, I think mm. Stephen King's face is like an American-spec bumper version of a, of a European person's face. That's, that's what I'm convinced about.
0: I'm looking at this picture, and I cannot... I can't figure out what's going on. I, I don't want to speak ill of Stephen King and suggest that he's had work done, because I don't think it's that. No, I don't think I he's think had any work. I think the problem is... He's got great hair. Is he's he got-, got really thick mm. and full head of hair, and it's a bit kind of cam tail. It's not an Edmonds. It's, <laughs> it's it's almost a bit Gordon Murray because it's over the ears. It's sort of he's got he's got the flared arches over the ears. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. So and there's a bit of. There's a bit of a cam at the back. Sportsman think, racer quite,
1: arch covers. Um
0: Yes. They're like sort of like a Mark I Escort rally car, those bubble arches. The
1: bubble arches, the follic- he's got follicular bubble, bubble arch arches. Hair,
0: but his hair, although it's grey, is thick and luxurious and no luxurious, I mean luxuriant, don't you? And um and it's a younger person's hair. He's got and younger. It doesn't person's match his hair. face. Right. Because he's in his mid seventies and he's looking very well on it.
1: Well, considering he's had tons of Boutros Ghali in his life, it doesn't. Yes, amazing. considering
0: that he did so much Chang in the seventies that he can't remember writing a whole movie can't and directing it. He... I think he can't, can't remember yeah. writing or directing. Hang on, this we didn't. We talk about this on the podcast before that, uh, that he. I want to he... say we did. Oh, uh, I think well, at that.
1: It... I think at that point,
0: um, I was laughing too hard. <laughs> Uh, so here we go. Well, there's an article here that says Stephen King has written over 60 novels to date, but there's one classic book he can't remember writing due to a dark chapter in his life.
1: Well, he um, And it's a classic. It actually sold well. Maximum Overdrive. Oh, gosh. Well, the, the film... That's
0: the movie. He wrote that when he was off his w- wig. Yeah. It says here, it's well known that King was high on cocaine for most of Maximum Overdrive's production, and many including King himself, I feel that fact contributed to just how bad the movie turned out.
1: <laughs> I, well, I, I remember, I remember yeah. watching that during a sleepover in, like, the very early 90s, or it might have been the late 80s, probably right at the end of primary school for me, and I remember it being quite an exciting film, but then I was probably 11, so that's fine. Mm. Um, yeah, Maximum Overdrive, 1986. Emilio Estevez, nope. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what are we saying?
0: ages ago on twitter someone wrote someone wrote this thing just, that i can't now disassociate with emilio estevez where someone went i'm i'm hoping to get hold of emilio estevez does anyone have his emailio address to <laughs> stop it that's such that's a dad joke that is a dad joke. It is a dad joke, yeah. but it's just I, now I can only hear email Leo addressed to when I hear his name. Um, oh, so I was going to say, because this occurred to me that I, it was the first thing I thought of when I woke up the other morning, weirdly, and I don't know why. That people who, like Stephen King, Stephen King is not Steve King, doesn't work. No. Dave Attenborough doesn't work. Steve Fry, no. No, 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 no. Unless you're Mark and Lard, Dave Bowie doesn't work either. And I suddenly realised... There's another one. It's Michael Knight. It doesn't work if you call him Mike Knight. It sounds sounds stupid.
1: Well, you've got Mike... Haven't you got Mike the Knight, um, who's an idiotic cartoon character for children? Oh, Um, yes. I used to watch him when I was sleep-deprived. I used to think he was a complete prick. Um, but (laughs) (laughs) But it's only because he just got it wrong all the time and wouldn't learn and wouldn't listen. And when you've had... I don't know, 12 hours sleep over 12 days. It starts to grind a little. Yeah, and also, there's that song. I remember this because also it's the same time when my children were really young. There's that Mm. uh, Justin Timberlake song where called something like Bring Back the Night or I Love the Night or something. But I used to think he was just shouting, I'm Mike the Night, so... Every time Mike the Knight came on, I would try and sing the Justin Timberlake song going, I'm Mike the Knight And my kids would just look at me like that's none of that's related. I don't understand. Dad, you're an idiot. Good. So uh, yeah, Mike the Knight. Could I can I bring up some local news from my my, my area? Uh, that's yeah, that's go for there's it. there's breaking news last night. Yeah. Um, there was a ram raid. I've just woken up to, to some 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 chat on on WhatsApp and local news. yeah there was a ram raid.
0: There was what a, ra- a there ram was
1: raid a- of what? 2 ro- 2 3 roads away from where I live there was a um a ram raid of a bargain booze uh shop which had a cash point in the front. And the yes. let's just say that Classic. the shop doesn't have a front anymore. There's no front to the shop. <laughs>
0: I think a more crucial question is, what car did they use? Well, this is the thing. Nobody
1: seems to have heard it, which is bizarre, because, and this is why I want to investigate further, do you remember the shogun pinning that was abandoned (coughs) on some guy's, some old guy's front garden who looks like an extremely elderly Popeye? Do you remember I told you about him? Yeah. Yeah, Well, it's right opposite his house. Oh. So octogenarian Popeye guy with the pipe and the algal um, pinning. (laughs) Sounds like I'm speaking in code, but I'm not. Um, he must have heard. He must have heard what's going on. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk past there in a minute after this podcast and just see if I can mm. do something. Because there's police crime tape and everything.
0: Presumably they've yanked the car out of the shop front now. Well,
1: I don't know if the car went in and came back out again. It's such a mess oh. in the pictures I've seen. I can't tell if there was a car in there or not.
0: Well, it might be a fun game, though, now, because you can walk past and from there must be bits of car. There'll be bits. If it was there. a ram raid. Unless From they the did bits it in of a car.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're fairly rural here. It could have been um, a telehandler. I mean, the, the sort of more. Oh! They sometimes go in with a telehandler and then they mm. get away in a car which hasn't had any damage if they're going to be quite yeah. pro and slick. But of course, a telehandler at sort of two in the morning is a bit of an odd sight
0: unless yeah. it's half and if you, you have season. to back up. Yeah. If you've got to reverse mm. the position to get your, your angle. Were they after the cash machine then rather than the bargain booth? Well. The fact that the whole front of the shop... It was on the left-hand side of the front of the shop, but the whole of the front of the shop's
1: gone. So I reckon they thought, we're going to do the cash machine, but because we've got to tear Mm. the whole shop out anyway, let's go for the top shelf... Of the booze and get some yeah. hardcore liquor while we're there. Because it's coming up for Christmas. And they've got families to entertain.
0: Exactly. I was about to say, this is the thing. It's like, you get the cash machine, I'm going to get 19 bottles of Bailey's because Christmas is around the corner. Exactly. And uh, maybe a couple of cheeky single malts if I've got any.
1: Yeah. F- stick a famous space grouse, grouse in my and arms. A, and a, I can't think of any other uh, whiskies that are well known. Uh, Bells.
0: <laughs> One of those really huge bottles of bells that goes on an optic. Oh, an optic
1: spec bells, which has got the label upside down. Yeah, I love those. Yes, optic. <laughs> yeah,
0: nothing classier than having an optic spec bells but are just sitting on a shelf or on a tray in your house with the label <laughs> the wrong way up did you get that from a pub might have done yeah who say, um, who's saying so yeah i mean yeah we've who's gone, asking
1: we've gone right back to the 90s overnight i feel like i've time traveled
0: just i haven't heard about a ram raid happening for ages no i'm quite excited about it i mean feel
1: sorry for the shop owner because they've trashed the shop and that's mm. going to be stressful um but um, and that was the same shop that I regularly see no name full suspension bike outside guy outside now,
0: oh. the one
1: who was sort of talking to the carrier bag of booze. Did I tell you about that bit? No well he'd he'd sleeve the carrier bag onto the bars, and he was talking sternly to the to the bag. <laughs> when i i was driving past really slowly because it's at the end it's a t junction so i can i have to stop pretty much next to him when i'm when mm. i'm there and he was yeah he was like properly instructing the bag and i couldn't quite make out what he was saying cuz i didn't want to i didn't want to make eye contact but i think he was telling the bag to make to to not break don't break oh uh, right like behave cuz <clears> i've got a few cans in there and you know what it's like you know when you drop a can right on the corner and then there's that oh. huge rooster tail of, of, of beer. Are
0: you sure he was talking to the bag, and he wasn't just on the phone with the headphones in or something?
1: Oh, actually, I don't know. That's
0: a good because I saw question. a woman the other day, and I was I thought she was talking to a post box, and I was a bit like, oh gosh, does this should I mm, should I tell someone about this? But though no, she was just on the phone, but you couldn't I couldn't see her headphones because she had hair over her ears. That's
1: yeah. Well, this is the modern problem. It's happening more and more.
0: Well, at least they're using headphones rather than just talking into their phone whilst holding it about a foot away from their face, like some twat on The Apprentice. Well, I don't understand because I don't know why people do that's that. That's not the it's point. Like, of I can phone. hear your phone
1: call. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's usually like as mm. we said before. It's usually at international airports in the jets toilets that that happens, which I yeah I understand. <laughs> but anyway, oh, and so the second piece of local news: so um, ninety spec ram raiding overnight, two. Mm. Do you remember many podcasts ago, we talked about sort of his and hers, same vehicles being owned and lots of... Yeah, US- well, it
0: came up again last week, didn't it? Because I was mentioning our, oh, our yeah. neighbours with twin Seat It's a recurring theme. And in fact, um, uh, since you mentioned this, a listener uh, called David Wall got in touch with a very, very thorough um, uh, message about... <laughs> about his neighbourhood's double car efforts oh brilliant um he's listed them and then he's attached a pdf (laughs) labeled bog off as in buy one get one free (laughs) and in the pdf he has pasted pictures of the cars that he's listed
1: oh well this is he's an investigative um it is it's very
0: I wonder if uh, David doesn't say but I wonder uh he's in Surrey I know that but he doesn't say if he is for perhaps and police or um D Wall PI Yes exactly it's quite a good police name It is that's detective Wall to you Uh yeah but um but he uh, he He says, also, these snaps were taken on just one dog walk around my neighbourhood. Two Hyundai i20s, two Hyundai Tucsons, two BMW 3 Series. Now, David, I'm going to pick you up on this, because from the pictures, one of those is actually a 5 Series. Um, Oh, God. Two Honda Civics, brackets recently joined by a third. Uh, Two Hyundais, which he's realised are two different models, and two Dacia Sandero's with a bonus Stepway.
1: Oh, amazing.
0: Well, that's in one neighbourhood on one dog walk. I mean, that is fertile picking. To two of the same car genre. Some, there must be something in the water, surely, that just makes you wake up
1: and go, <laughs> I'm going to have the same cars. Yeah. We're all going to have the same cars as, 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 as in our household. Well, this 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 somewhat... It's great, David. I love this. It somewhat cheapens my comment. Only because night before last, I drove past the double Suzuki wagon our household... Okay. Ah oh, yes. And what what, what have yes. I discovered, Rich?
0: They what, don't tell me one of the wagonars is actually a Vauxhall Agila.
1: That's a good answer. But no, there's uh, now three of them. Um, it's a triple. Oh my god! It's a triple Wagonar household. <laughs> triple. <laughs> are they just are they hoarding now? I I think they're stockpiling, but then they're all on the road. Parts so, car. Well, it's on street parked. So whether they've just procured it and it's about to run out of MOT, and they're like, ah, <laughs> well, we'll just we'll take some bits off in a minute, and then we'll bail it over the weekend. They might have oh, a Wagonar no. dismantling party, you know, like a sort of they'll drag it onto the front lawn. Yeah. And have like a family barbecue, and then just just quickly put it on just, Facebook Marketplace, and just say, "Come and get it. Everything's
0: a quid." Go <laughs> and pick bits off the wagon. I'd quite
1: like that, like a like a a car breaking barbecue. Quite like it. Yeah. Also, especially because okay. if the car's not sacred, you can teach the kids how to remove stuff. So you say the kids are all running around like they might at a, at a family barbecue. Just say, "Yeah, yeah. Um, get the ratchet spanners out. I'll show you how to take a door off." Yeah. Okay. So is how you take a wagonard door off. Don't drop it on your feet. Make sure you take up the slack when it's getting loose. And don't wrench the wires if you want to reuse the wires for the speakers and all the electric windows and all that verjazzle. Yeah, I just think it could be quite wholesome. Um, so, yeah, that's yeah. that's how yeah, yeah. So it's happened. And then the third bit of home news is, uh, and I'm still trying to decide if this is interesting or not, so please be honest. Um, I've... I have my eyes tested, and I've got to have I've got to have glasses for driving work, uh, mostly nighttime driving work. Yeah, but um, certainly, kind of like dusk and prolonged drive work, glasses are now needed. Mm. So that moment's come. I used to wear glasses. Um, used to, I was short sighted for many years, and then I had laser eye treatment, and that's been good to me for I don't know twelve years. But mm. yeah, but it's creeping back in now, Rich. So. I had to do that weird decision thing of like so many different styles of specs to choose from. Oh my god! And and oh. I'm and, and I riddled with worry. Like I'm a guy in his mid forties. Am I going to be look, look like a tryhard? Am I going to look like too much of a polestar driver? What should I do? <laughs> which which look should I what, go for? What do you mean by a polestar driver? Do you mean sort of? Well, I it's guess like it's, the mod, it's the modern architect look. Lap. I mean, like Polestar drivers don't yes. do not wear colourful clothes. I'm going to say that they are monochrome people,
0: monochromatic people. Yes, yes I, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. the
1: sort of it's it's the it's the nearest to a Saab I think that's out there, unless you, yes. unless anyone can provide a, a better alternative. But I think Polestar 2, You look at that and go, that's kind of a Saab type of deal there. Mm. Um, so I. Yeah, I had to make a decision. It was really hard, but I chose some Danish titanium items um, that I. Oh, uh, that you, well, now you've just gone full Polstar, surely?
0: <laughs> Danish <laughs> titanium
1: <laughs> items. <Jeez. laughs> but I have to say, I have to say, um, they've got colour in them. They've got vivid colour in them. So I'm, oh. I'm trying to traverse sort of like being in, interesting but not too wild, but also. Yeah. Um, I looked on the frames. They're made in Japan. So the, the Danish company... <laughs>
0: the Danish titanium Japanese... They are. Is very, I mean, this is almost like a Polestar itself. It where is you almost. go, ah, it's, it's Swedish, but actually some of them are engineered in Britain and made in China, and it's all very sort of pan-global. That's what I'm thinking.
1: And I, when they were specking up the lenses in the, 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 <laughs> the you know, the whatever... You, the, the invoice I don't know what it is a receipt I noticed the lenses are made by Seiko so I was like okay so
0: what really yeah yeah that's cool I mean bugger me glasses
1: have got expensive I mean yeah I haven't bought glasses in a long time and they are titanium so I didn't buy like cheap cheap glasses I bought ones that are very strong and will last etc etc but at the same time Mm. was a bit worried about the amount of cash I just dropped on some spa you are these
0: being made up for you now or have you got them yeah right?
1: no I get them but in fact by the time you listeners listen to this podcast I will have them so my night driving will be exquisite I have well you have
0: to um, you have to send a, a picture we can put on the patreon if uh, and frankly, I'd like to see as well what, um, what expensive Danish, Japanese, Dano, Japanese titanium glasses look like these days. <laughs> but it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, I think if you actually try to work out the amount of my life that I've spent trying to choose glasses, it's up there with the amount of time that I've spent trying to choose greetings cards. It's just oh, it's it, you get caught in a loop of endless indecision. And I, you can't really ask the people in the shop because they don't ultimately give a shit.
1: Well, certainly in a card shop, I don't know if they give a shit, but I... (laughs)
0: No, I wasn't suggesting that. Excuse me. (laughs) Let me tell you a little bit about the person whose birthday is. (laughs) Please stop bothering me, sir. This is WH Smith.
1: Although, if they do give a shit about card choosing, I respect that a lot. Because, you know, you can go into a car dealership now and people selling you an actual car, which might be the biggest decision of somebody's life in terms of money. And some... Hmm. I've heard so many awful stories of dealers just not giving a flying toss and just not providing a service where you should feel special. Even if you're buying the cheapest base model car, brand new, it's still, for you, it could be a big deal and you deserve decent treatment for that. Um, Mm. I mean, I've got a little bit, I know I've got a little bit of consumer on all of a sudden, but yeah, I, um, yeah, I do worry. I mean, the gla- the glasses thing. I I, I had my son with me, who's quite decisive and he's also got a good eye for for detail. Mm. Um so he ultimately helped me shortlist the glasses. I I I there were two that I could have gone for, but I wasn't feeling flush enough to spend like 1500 quid on two pairs of glasses, so I didn't. Mm. But um I uh the 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 reward for helping me um, sit through my eye test and stuff was um, I took Wes to see Uncle Greg in his workshop. And uh, good old Uncle Greg always knows how to please. He introduced Wes into the lathe and the pillar drill. And I have to say, it's... It's really warmed my cockles because he's properly engaged with all of the tools and the machines in the in the workshop, and he wants. He said, "Can we go back more often? Can we, can we see Uncle Greg in his workshop more often?" I said, "Yeah, absolutely," because it's a part of the part of parenthood I don't think I'm great at, um, because I don't know how to use a lot of those tools. Letting your (laughs)
0: children use a lathe, and Uncle Greg's just now you've put it
1: like that. It's just second nature. I mean, like it's like me pouring cornflakes into a bowl. Uh, Uncle Greg can just. Whittle something up on the, on the lathe, and the way he does it is just so second nature. It's great to watch.
0: Um, In fairness, your brother doesn't have one of Britain's most popular YouTube channels about cars, so, yeah, it's horses of course.
1: That's true, although don't say that, because he might just turn his hand to it and bloody do it.
0: <laughs> he <laughs> lathing. He would be. The lathe brake show, just to piss you oh, off.
1: Oh, you've just... Because lathes do have brakes as well. I suppose they do, You yeah. can stop them suddenly. You can bloody yeah. can. The lathe. Ah. You've gone and done the ending of this podcast early. You've
0: peaked. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh fuck! I haven't thought of one of those. <laughs> well, just, well, there we go. Just then. say it again <laughs> in half an hour. No
1: one will know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God, uh,
0: so there well, we well, go. do have done more about lathes. Okay. Yes. Go on. Sorry. So that's it. Yeah. So um,
1: he made some great stuff, and he he mended or he identified a little problem with Wesson's drift trike, made a little packing, um, a little um, a packing piece for. The rear axle, so there was a bit of lateral mm. movement in one of the, oh, in one of the um, the spindles on the in hub motors. It's all got geeky, but it was fun. It was really good fun, and just always nice. good. Yeah, Greg just threw in a couple of inappropriate jokes mid lathe, which I always quite like. Over an exceptionally
0: strong coffee, um, <laughs> he just reminded me talking so, about um, glasses and choosing glasses that my my, my old flatmate Phil. Went to get some new glasses uh, years ago where they were doing the two for one offer. Yeah. And he spent, you know, the usual a, a, a year or so in the shop trying to decide on his main glasses. And he's like, finally went, right, these. Yeah, these, these. Okay, okay. And they went, what about your second ones? And he's like, oh, God. Oh, <laughs> gosh. So he thought, I better get a different pair. I'll just get two of the same. But he couldn't be bothered at that point. And they had these absolutely enormous, like, sort of 70s Eric Morecambe style glasses, which. <laughs> Subsequently, you possibly could have got away with as being quite ironically cool. But at the time... Not. That wasn't really a thing. Yeah. They just thought you'd you'd mugged someone's granddad. And he just went, I'll have these. And they went, oh, okay. Yeah, and they made them up for him. And then he got them and he showed us what he got back. He went, look, I've got these comedy ones as well because they insisted I'd have a second pair for free. We're like, oh, that's really good. Yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. Almost immediately then broke his main glasses. No, he didn't. to wear the Eric Morgan. (laughs) No, he didn't. Did he really? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Second only to, another friend of mine who's very short-sighted, wears glasses, went on holiday with some mates to the US, Um, (laughs) lost his glasses, but that's okay. He's got a spare pair. Oh, gosh. Wearing the spare pair, broke the spare pair, and all he's got then are his prescription sunglasses. Oh, my God. And that's fine in the daytime, but (laughs) he found himself in a in a nightclub in New York (laughs) in sunglasses no really yeah sort of having to try and pretend he's just being really cool but actually looking like a bit of a knob
1: he could have looked like a bit of an Andy A-hole kind of character couldn't he Um, yeah Yeah, I've got one of the loft departments. I do art and I don't come out very yeah, often. Yeah, it's I'm, got a
0: lot of exposed brick. Yeah, normally yeah, the parties
1: yeah. come to me, but tonight I decided. Yeah. to go <laughs> 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 out. Know, do you know, that's really funny that you said that because 20 years ago I w- went on a massive lads weekend to Scotland with a couple of motoring journalists who have gone on to even bigger and better things and you know several of them, but I'm not going to name any names and we went to a couple of different cities mm. and i remember this because we were driving the then just launched autobiography range rover and it was in triple white it was the worst spec i've ever seen it had l- it had wool over rugs on the floor that were white mm. and Jesus. and we were driving around in this thing looking like a like a cluster of absolute bells and uh, we all had in- for some reason i'd gone to sports direct the day before to buy some fancy dress stuff just for a laugh and I bought a load of England yeah England football caps, but they were all reduced to something like sixty pence, and so they all had huge labels on them, um which said sixty pence on them, so we all wore them, but with the labels still dangling on the back that said sixty pence, we thought that was funny nice
0: anyway mm.
1: um reason why I'm telling you this i i carried around with me various bad glasses just for just for fun on these weekends. It's the sort of thing I did in my twenties. And there was this pair of unbelievable sixties sixties women's sunglasses that we used to put on. And pull up at the lights and then look at look at people next to us and see what response we got. Well one of my friends took a shiny to these. Uh, he just said, I actually quite like these, I'll just wear them. And he looked ridiculous in them but he just wore them with conviction all day and all night, for three <laughs> not three days. Well, we, hmm. we went out clubbing in Aberdeen and he wore these glasses. Well, do you know what happened? I'm um, going to guess. He got accosted by an attractive lady. Yes. And ended up going back to her house for some coffee. And the next morning we had lots of missed calls because he was like, <laughs> where are you? I, need, I don't know where I am. I need you to come and get me. It had been a big night. We went and fetched him, and he came out wearing the women's glasses still. We were like, please don't tell me you. And he went, yes, I did. I've not taken them off all night. So sure enough, <laughs> and actually made love to a beautiful woman wearing w- women's sunglasses in Scotland at night.
0: <laughs> 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 which, <laughs> which still tickles it's like me to this A piece of information
1: day. that never ends. I just absolutely love that and it will i think i think the glasses are still somewhere
0: i think they survived but yeah so the the power of comedy sunglasses that's that's much better than i was i had a sort of similar experience but not in that i was in a, a nightclub in birmingham at a party event thing where you had to wear red okay and i didn't have anything red so in haste I went to a charity shop and they had a red shirt so I just bought it for like 3 quid or something. Please tell and me it was too short for you. I was so I was oh, well I, I I sort of <laughs> then I was like oh god yeah I don't know if it's the same day or day before but it was all a bit frantic and then I was like right I have got to get this thing. Pulled on the red shirt and it was immediate apparently it didn't really fit. And then I went to try and button it up and I was like, what the wrong the wrong way around? Oh god, this is a blouse. It's a lady's blouse. That's why the buttons are the wrong way around. But it was too late. I was like, I've got to go, you know, it's You've like committed. This thing starting soon. You've committed. So it was it was a very odd garment for me to wear because it was all the wrong shape and it was also it was a blouse. And um and it, but it somehow drew the attentions of an attractive lady. See, I, I I have just for the record, I didn't go back to her house uh, or or do anything while wearing the blouse. But uh, no, but but the point is, I was like, never normally happens to me. And look at this, the power of a blouse. I
1: think the moral, the moral to the story is sometimes, especially when we're younger and we're maybe a little bit more impressionable, we care so much about what we look like on a, a big night out, but actually if you just if you just go for it and just enjoy the and really embrace the fancy dressness of a fancy dress occasion mm. you might reap the rewards
0: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: I'm going to say you will. and um, and that's the end of my yeah. my life advice, Johnny's life advice because Johnny's
0: Johnny's thought for the day. Um I just I, I hate to talk about cars But I feel like we ought to You, you probably make a should effort. Yeah Yeah I'm allowing This is you. a complete change of Change of subject But it's just something that um, That popped into my head the other day Okay I, was, I dropped our kids at school and Not a euphemism <laughs> There's a parent Does the school drop off In um, a current shape Octavia VRS Yes Hatchback And I always look at it and go Hmm Yeah 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 that's that's got everything covered hasn't it really that's all you need
1: is that the one where it's just a hatch or or was it a saloon and a hatch or am i getting mixed up with the superb the original that's
0: the superb the old superb. I, absolutely no, it's just a hatch but it's quite a rakish hatch these days yeah i worship the separate
1: hatch and saloon thing
0: i think if you made that octavia vrs the estate then you really have got everything covered because then my dog can come along as well and i started thinking is that what is that what i need in my life i need an octavia vrs and i had a little look just out of interest and um just over 300 quid a month you can lease one and i thought really i think that's quite good value considering that i, I and i looked at it and i was like I, I even to the point where i went down the equipment list and went right okay so and it's got everything you need it's I, I got bet it's
1: got more than you need
0: well, it has, really. Yeah, because it's got some of those, you know, tricksy headlights and stuff. You just go, mm, I'm really not sure. Don't don't need those. But, you know, nice stuff. Heated seats, wireless car play, all the stuff that just makes your everyday life nicer. It's got that. And uh, I, not to be a, a pedant about, like, leasing, but, you know, often you go, oh, that's an attractive price. And you go, oh, yeah, but you want it with, like, better wheels and metallic paint. Mm-hmm. And those suddenly... Add to the cost but no it only comes with some very nice wheels on it and you get metallic paint as standard so i think it was like, i think the cheapest i found for a three-year deal was 313 quid are you sponsored by skoda today is there something you want to tell not, me or no you? no no
1: well i have no, to I'm not.
0: i just I'm, I'm you know i mean i just i, I some <laughs> people may find that car deeply boring i don't think i would ever have in my life because if i showed it to my wife she'd just be like no what's that because it doesn't you know if you don't like estate cars
1: so your wife your doesn't. Wife doesn't. And, and, and one of my videographers, Matty, his wife really doesn't like estate cars. So every time he comes to me for car advice for what should we get for Emma or what shall I get for me uh, as a family car? And I just immediately start reading off estates. So no, no, she won't. She won't do it. She won't do it. I said, well, then you're dead to me, Matty. You're
0: dead to me. Yeah, i just I'm afraid it's divorce time, de- mate. You're dead to me. But I say that. That's the thing. My wife's logic, we've talked about this before, haven't we? Possibly not on the podcast, but her logic is always, oh, there's are so, such mom cars. And I'm like... Look around you. Look at what all the inverted commas and mum cars are these days on the school run. They're all SUVs. But... It, exa- exactly. And it's like she she mostly just drives around in a VW E-up. It's not exactly a 1970 Dodge Challenger, is it? Is it going kind to of like how cool do you think you are? I think it's... you should buy your wife
1: um, a Hellcat as the family car. Just have it on a really sh- have it on a really short lease. Just do it for 6 months or something. Just it's just like a drawn yes. out joke. You go right here we go. You've got something macho. There you go. Everyone will go, oh, that's the American lady that lives in Bath down the road. And she'll dr- yes. drive around in a fire-breathing monster. Two-door, obviously.
0: I could have asked, do you know um, Mike Fernie out of um, what's left of Tribe, uh, Tribe. Uh, Drive Tribe? Yeah. He lives up the road from me, and he was driving around in a um, a Charger Hellcat Yes, for ages.
1: they've got one, haven't uh, Either... Richard Hammond's bought it or uh, yeah somebody's bought it I mean, I mean those cars annoy the hell out
0: of me anyway but they're supposed to be good I think well that's just a name thing isn't it but I I think that um, I don't know because it was from Germany it was on German plates I can't remember if they registered it in the UK I might have gone back now that because I haven't seen it around for a while and I haven't spoken to Mike for a while but um, yeah so I could have just asked Mike to, to borrow it for a <laughs> to couple of days borrow, would have borrow a, the Charger would have <laughs> Tell my wife that's our new car. I don't know how that would have gone. I would have loved for you to have done that, just
1: have got her honest, like, well, you're driving this for the next 48 hours, please. Just ego. Have it taken away. Put some miles on it. See. What I've you got think.
0: to tread carefully where cars are concerned with my wife at the moment because I still haven't got the panda back and she started asking questions.
1: Oh, no, the pandademic. Uh You're going to be in trouble.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just because you know she's poured scorn on that car and i was like you know but it's good for little local trips and stuff like that and here i am now doing local trips in mostly when she's not around in the ups away uh, with uh, in the bloody rain <laughs> because the panda is still at the garage and the you, clock is ticking and it's the money clock which is the worst of the clocks it is the worst in terms of trying to justify a second car i don't really need you so are, anyway well we won't get too deep into that because you're uh, a premium trim uh, level stroker this. there rich
1: i would say that's
0: yeah, well they're struggling to get <laughs> they're struggling to get the engine to turn over. Oh anyway, really? Um, oh gosh. More just on that. Conversation yeah, I don't off there. It. It's just it's, it's vexing yeah. me. Um uh, the other thing, well speaking of cars I don't need. Yeah. Uh I for years and years I always sort of looked from afar at Volvo 240s and sort of went mm. Yeah. They just remind me of childhood of sort of sensible families people yes yeah, sensible slightly hearty families who always had two weeks in the dordogne or something yes in the summer and shopped at habitat and stuff and they always seemed you know just going eh, something i don't know maybe a little bit smug about them but also a bit boring yes and in the course of wrapping up some final research and fact checking for my next boring car trivia book I went into a bit of a deep dive on the Volvo 240.
1: Oh, here we go.
0: And can. I have a real craving for a Volvo 240 now. That's weird.
1: Well, I might be able to help you, though. Um, no, no, don't help me oh, with okay, this. Okay. Tell
0: me no, but
1: well, why? My, well, my, have, you, have you got a, my, my, a guy? My, my good friend, Simon Browse, who, um, oh, yeah. who has, is working on my Chevrolet Impala, my never-ending story, he, um, he's got my Dodge at the moment. He's doing some fettling and uh he dropped his, he drove it he drove it from my place down to his place and left his car mm. here and it's um one of his he's got a he's got a few volvos he's got his lovely glt estate oh and it's in resell red as he calls it because i said to him what do you mean resell red <laughs> i said i don't like red cars he said red volvo glts sell they're the most desirable color of the do glt and i said really people want a red brick he went, yeah. I suppose it does rigid. look
0: quite good because the GLT's sort of... goes some of the trim blacked in Yes,
1: it? lots of black. Romeo. Lots of black window so... surrounds and black bumpers, obviously. And it
0: does work with the red. It's quite period-correct sort of jazziness. And it sat outside it's sat my... My, my orifice and um uh, it? yeah it is a good
1: looking car send me a picture okay i, I will do i will do and just because um, c- that's needs. the one to
0: have rich i'm not going to buy a volvo 240 but not right now but i just look i find myself with a renewed appreciation of them that i didn't have at the time or i really, ever, really. we've
1: talked about this on on previous pods but i i know that it, because that car's now got such a youth following with the drift culture mm. and the sort of the ironic mm tag from Scandinavia where all the young kids who used to see old people drive them now they've now got them and wound the boost up and I mm. like all that about it and they are beautifully made cars but I mean like every time and my brother did it last week when he came to the office he looked at it and I saw him looking at it I said it's not mine he went good and I went why <laughs> I said, I said, I said, why? they they're they're great. He goes, yes, but you'd never have one over a W one two three. They're just not as good. Uh, and he has a point. Every time I look at a two forty, and it's the same era, isn't it? Basically, you, yeah. You, you could have a Mercedes one two three, which is, I think, a cooler car. Um,
0: it has. Th- I remember th- that. I think the last time I rode in a two forty was when they were still kind of current and it was when I was in sixth form and there was a girl in my sixth form whose parents had one and she once gave me a lift home in it. And I remember thinking that you could feel the body sort of shifting laterally on the rear axle. Yes, you could. It just felt like a really sloppy old-fashioned car, which I'm sure it is. Well, it's
1: still a solid axle car, isn't it, the 240? Mm. And even the 7, the 7 was a solid axle.
0: Whereas the... Yes, until later 960s and they put put a proper back end on it sort of modern
1: yeah but the um, so where is the W123 had IRS at the back end yes so there yeah yes yeah. so mind so you so there I'm not, I'm not saying <laughs>
0: stick the, that in your Swedish pipe and smoke I, I,
1: I'm not for a second saying that the 123 is a taut body control car because yes <laughs> <it's just like, laughs> oh my god it's like it's like a GT3 RS. Those things, God! It's like the body language of 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 um, Disney Pixar cars. Uh, when you go into a corner a little hot with a car like a one two, yes. remember, <laughs> remember my brother saying they're great, but like don't don't be overzealous because you know they've got like a hundred profile tires and really soft suspension, and it will just tuck under. <laughs> So, whereas you, you get you go from that to a one two four series, and the one two four does feel significantly mm. better, which you should because it's a more modern version of it. Yeah, but I know, I know. It's the, the
0: incremental nature of car evolution is—you know—there are very few revolutions, but the, everything just gets slowly a little bit better, doesn't it? It's just yeah. It's the nature of it. Um, it's the nature of the beast, mate. That's absolutely no insight in that remark. I'm sorry, it was a bit fatuous. But um, uh, of beast, uh, speaking mate. of. Cars, um, or rather, not speaking of cars, because I wanted to move over to train desk again. Just oh, okay, we've had so much reaction to last week's <laughs> accidental train chat incredible, <laughs> incredible. <laughs> incredible. I'm going to give a particular shout out to uh, to a guy that we know well, I know anyway. I don't know if you do you know Daniel Puddicum, who um, is a car journalist but also a train journalist no, I and don't. a listener to this podcast? Hello, Daniel. I don't, um, he. Uh, I, I I should have known this. In fact, I almost gave him the heads up beforehand. I was like, warning, we've talked about trains on the podcast. He um, he just uh, said to us on Twitter, just a little note, that the replacement for the HST slash Intercity125 uh, slash Class 43 is actually the Class 800 slash 801802. Oh. And not the Pendolino slash Class 390. There's a lot of slashing going on here. There's a lot of slashes. There's a lot of different names. The, those ones that so, so the ones i didn't realize this quite naively when I, I you know i'm going back and forth to london every so often from bath bath i thought those were some variation of the pendolino that that do that great western line but they're not they're um they're class 800s or 801s or 802s i'm not quite sure what the differences but they're all basically hitachi 8300s daniel says
1: I quite like the fact that in the train chat responses I've had quite a few on Twitter and um Instagram about the trains being loaded up in Great Yarmouth. I had yes. lots of links to local news of how yes. of 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 seeing the scenes of the trains doing their final journey in in England. Before. Did you see
0: the picture I put on the on the Patreon of those trains on the quayside at Great Yarmouth? Yeah. Someone I think had just sent a drone up to have a little nose around. Yeah. And they're just sitting on concrete with no rails. And I looked at it and went, is that okay? Is that good for trains to do that? And I suppose as long as you don't try and drive them, it's uh, all right. But it just looked wrong somehow.
1: I think the concrete's going to come off worse there,
0: surely. Mm. Oh, yes. Yeah, but
1: point. also, uh, a few people <clears throat> messaged with these things and went, um, no sign of lino or hay bales anywhere. And, no and actually, <laughs> it's I'd, I'd totally <laughs> forgotten that my idiotic solution uh, had been mentioned to just just run them until the rails run out and they just sort of skid them onto the train, and, uh, onto the onto the boat.
0: It'll be fine. Um, well, uh, thank you to everybody who got into it. I can't even begin to start... <laughs> <laughs> to start listing names of people i don't believe we we could talk about cars all day long and, and not get many messages but as soon as we go a bit off piste and start talking about trains it's like everybody decides to get in touch which is great thank you for that but some um, uh a, a chap called peter carasquillo or squillo i'm not sure sorry peter however that's pronounced um he he said have you not seen a train ferry before and there are trains that run onto ferries, and there are tracks embedded in the deck of the ferry. Really? But Peter... The reason I I wanted to bring up Peter's message is also because lots of people said, oh, they're putting those HSTs onto the boats with cranes, boringly. And um, Peter (laughs) said... Peter sent us a YouTube clip. He said, watching trains being loaded onto ships sounds somewhat interesting, but watching it being done poorly, even more so. And he sent us a YouTube clip of, <laughs> of some people. I don't know where this is. It looks like an American train. Oh. It's being loaded in a crane, and then something goes horribly wrong, and it gets dropped. Oh, is it? surely it breaks. Yes, it, 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 vis- <laughs> it visibly bends. Oh, no. Um, which is also then... Um, uh, somebody else, let me find this, uh, someone who calls themselves Nerton NZ on Twitter oh, sent us a message saying, loading trains on-off ships does go wrong occasionally. And it's a sort of shot down the side of a, this looks like a British train, it's a freight liner train. And it, again, you can see what I presume is you sort of call part of the chassis of the train has got a massive kink in it. Oh, gosh, kinked. It's been dropped. Oh. So... Thank you. Thank you to everybody who sent us train info um, and uh, uh, lots, of, lots of things about the HSTs as well. Um, I'll read one of these. Harry Prince uh, said that um, about we were talking about the Intercity 125s and their retirement. He says, while most of them have left service on the main line, there are still a couple of sets running in the GWR fleet, and I see them often working trackside on the railway. Oh, also an interesting thing to note is Rail Adventure have started using some of the HST power cars to haul freight which I didn't know. That's I wonder what that looks like. Really? Cuz then it won't match, will it? Quite interesting. So they can still be seen working on the it's network. It's not about
1: cars, matching is it is it I don't know is the engine is the spec of the engine is it is it good enough for for freight hauling.
0: Yeah. Is it- Well, I guess they're pretty grunty, aren't they? Also, quite a few people pointed out the original engines are really, really smoky and used to fill Paddington Station (laughs) with a sort of thick fog of highly noxious fumes. But then they were replaced with some German-made engines more recently, and they're a bit more refined now. I remember that. Powerful. I remember going on school trips down to
1: London and arriving in um, King's Cross, and just and and the sound was actually quite scary when they properly like bounced them off the limiter to get them up (gasps) to get them going. yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like they're slipping do, the clutch yeah. madly to get away. Yes, you know when you're trying to do a hill start. Just with you a caravan something. on the back.
0: <laughs> something I saw the other day, which is a sort of it's a it's a, a low level but somehow undignified thing to do in a car, which I saw somebody doing in a car park. Is that <laughs> is in an auto. Um, Thinking you've put it back into drive, and in fact, you've only gone to neutral, and you get that big flare of reps with no <laughs> movement, and it's very obvious what you've done. I've done that recently, I did that really recently. Oh, I mean, we've all done it, yeah. but it's just like it's just I just when someone else does it, you get that kind of Freud, where you go, Phew, glad that wasn't me because that's sort of very slightly embarrassing. Well, my dad used to be a he used to, I think, I don't know,
1: ages ago on the podcast or on the videos of Smith and Stiff. I might have mentioned this, but my old man used to, to stick his. Auto into neutral when waiting in traffic.
0: Yes, and, I do that. Sometimes. And he he
1: was he was convinced that it would it would reduce the wear on the auto box, and then, but did so much research like that took days. I think the. Did the net Yeah, the net result of it was basically 50-50. Some people were adamant that it didn't, oh. and other people were adamant that it did, and he was just
0: confused. So he said, oh, just- I was going to say, next time I see your dad, I need to talk to him about this, because I'm always conflicted. It's like, now, wear and tear on the box, because it's slightly working against the load, yeah. and your brakes, because you're holding the car yeah. more than you would need to. Is it
1: using more fuel, because the engine's under yeah. load?
0: But then... You've got to get down to detail. Like, is it wearing out your gear selector more by constantly snicking it about (laughs) more than you would otherwise? Well, the, Bob and I have got a chat you, on the could, horizon. Could you
1: and you and the dog the, uh, need to need to talk. But I remember vividly the number of times we'd be chatting in traffic, and of course the traffic would start moving. <laughs> 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 Dad would totally forget what you just said, <laughs> and then as the revs flared up, sometimes the knee-jerk reaction would be just to, to slap it into D, so he would do a bit of a neutral slam, which would obviously reduce the wear even more because you're doing a neutral slam, aren't you then?
0: But then, did you ever do that? It's an absolutely knob-headed thing to do, but when you are like, 17, 18, if you were in the passenger seat of a mate's car and they're at a T-junction waiting to pull out, yeah. and they're in a manual, they're in first, but they've got the clutch in, ready to make a snappy getaway. Yeah, But they're looking right for traffic, so they're not looking towards the gear lever, and you can just hook it into neutral without them noticing. Oh, gosh. Yeah, So they go to set off and it's just rah! that is such a dickhead thing well, to do. I, we used to do it all the time.
1: I remember um, what what we used to do is t- we used to pull the handbrake up, so you'd you'd slip the clutch. In, you'd, you'd, <laughs> so you'd have quite a bit of energy pulling away, and of course it would then just yeah. properly dog with worms, drag the ass of the car. Alive, yeah, yeah. It, mostly front wheel <laughs> drives, of course. But the, yeah, we used to the, one of my mates had a two hundred and five. With an early engine that was very clattery The the, the Talbotty mm-hmm. engine, I can't remember what it was And he used to put his car in reverse With the handbrake fully clicked up and the car would almost reverse over its back axle, it looked like. It was unbelievable, the lift it used to get. It used to come up as, like as high as a pickup truck. We would just... You know, we would almost hear, like, steel cables tweaking, you know, like a suspension oh, yeah. bridge about to bring you. Like, don't do it! Stop doing it! Stop it! And he, of course, he was 17, he didn't give a shit. Um, yeah. Bless
0: it. Well, you don't, do you? That car, that car no. was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um i now again this is completely related but i just realized something else i jotted down that I keep you dementia, is that uh, i uh, i think uh talking of slightly inept driving that you can't really trust people who drive in flip-flops
1: no well i mean a
0: manual with flip-flops
1: is a terrible
0: idea mm. terrible uh, and i saw this uh, the other day it was when we went to devon actually so it's it like two or three weeks ago That. From our hotel room window You could see the driveway of the hotel And this guy pulled in In a last shape uh, A class Yeah And He clearly was such a terrible driver That he saw that the driver's only single Car width Because it's one way And then it opened out into um, You know sort of like uh, Herringbone parking spaces On either side And so there wasn't a lot of room, and he clearly looked at this and just went, oh, that's too difficult. Even though there was clearly a space free, you could see there was a space, like two in. (laughs) And he just clearly just went, oh, I can't be bothered to do that because I'm maintaining the steering wheel and using the gears. And so he just stopped at the edge of the driveway and sort of tucked in, but not enough. So he's still blocking the driveway. And I happened to be sitting in the hotel room window. And I was like, what is this bloke going to do now? Oh, he's getting out and he's walking off and he's leaving his car there because he can't be asked. And as he walked off, I realised he'd got flip flops on. And I just thought, that says it all, doesn't it? Yeah. Like just You are in no way, should you be allowed to drive a car because you're clearly shit at it yeah. and you're not dressed properly for it. I've, and I've then, done sure it. enough, someone else pulled into the drive and couldn't get through because he'd blocked the way and it caused a small amount of chaos.
1: I've I've done it and I'm not proud of it. It's not a great thing to do. Mm. But I don't know, are we are we sure whether barefoot driving is
0: is is legal? I don't think it's legal in the UK. And that's a good question. Is it specifically illegal? Because I mean, it's sort of it's I was always warned that you shouldn't do it because it's that thing of not you know you haven't got enough feel strength to press the brake hard enough well you've got loads of feel though haven't you you've got too much feel. surely too much feel. too much feel <laughs> <laughs> i got i got into the car the other day wearing walking boots now in a way that's also something you shouldn't do but it was just that it it's a short journey i'd got walking boots on i couldn't be bothered to change back into my other shoes but that gives you much less feel than you've previously experienced in normal shoes. And it could be a bit hairy. Well. So I wouldn't, I'm going to look at this up. Is it illegal to drive barefoot? Uh, oh. Huh. In spite, this is from The Guardian. In spite of persistent myths, there are no laws against driving barefoot in any US state or in the UK. Oh. Well. Okay. And the RAC, let's have a look what the RAC have got to say about it. Go to the REC website. Uh, I've got to wait six hours for them to turn up. That's a shame. Um, there's a great deal of uncertainty surrounding whether or not it's illegal to drive barefoot in the UK. With numerous reasons cited as to why you're breaking the law if you do so. While these may be valid points, none of them are technically correct. Here is the law in a nutshell. It is not illegal to drive in the UK without shoes on. And the same applies for wearing flip-flops. It's not illegal. There is a catch, though. Oh. Apparently not. But there's a catch, it says. You can get behind the wheel of a be- vehicle barefoot or while wearing flip-flops, provided you are able to operate the controls safely. If you do so with wet feet, for example, you may be putting yourself, your passengers and other road users at risk by not being able to drive the car safely. This is illegal. I see. Right. Mm. Well,
1: Well. I, okay, so I've, I've so, learned something. I've learned
0: something. Well, I think we've all learned something there. Maybe not. Maybe lots of people are just going, well, duh. Yeah, you, But
1: our uh, listeners are clever people, Rich, that we know.
0: I think what it would be illegal to do is uh, what somebody uh, of my acquaintance tried to do, which is drive with their hands operating the pedals and <laughs> cause them to have accidents. Oh, gosh. Just the worst. Anyway, there we go. So, all right. Well, that's that's today's learning is that… Um, That'll learn you. Yeah. It's not illegal to, but it is. It's. I, it's, I think flip flops is worse than barefoot because flip flops. It's like they just they get all sort of caught up in the pedals and things. Yeah, that's the
1: thing when you tra- w- w- when you transition from one pedal to the other, they can hook and sort of cause leverage off the uh, the big toe, um, and you get that pendulum effect. Do you know what I'm talking about, Am I not not making any sense? But you know know what I mean, don't you? Pendulum effect. Yeah, because like the the base of the flip-flop comes off the base of your foot and then it's dangling like a pendulum pinched between your big toe on the flip-floppy bit. Oh. And that bit can go behind the pedal while your feet goes on top of the pedal.
0: I've actually had that. I'm
1: saying this because I've had that. And that's why I don't do it anymore.
0: Oh, sorry to go back to the train desk, but oh. there is one other email I wanted to read out, which is from an Italian listener, Andrea Bracco, who says uh, ciao from Italy. Well, ciao again from Italy, ciao. he's written Because Italians so. do
1: trains, don't they? They're, they're, they're good at trains.
0: They do. Well, this is where, so this is something that uh, Andrea's uh, touching on here. He says in the latest episode, you mentioned the Pendolino train. Pendolino literally means small pendulum and the reason is simple it's designed to tilt to go faster around curves without the need of a dedicated rail network brilliant the first one was the etr 401 by fiat ferroviaria i think that's how you pronounce it yeah it's a subsidiary of fiat that built trains best andy so um there we go there's there's uh, a lot of car car designers
1: have have had involvement in trains maybe that's going to open another pandora's box for a
0: future smith and sniff and all that yeah um, well, I remember being on a station in, I think, Switzerland and being delighted and intrigued when, as the train pulled in, it had a massive Pininfarina Farina badge on the front. Very cool. Bit. Yeah. That's funny you should say, say that because I was,
1: you know, I talked about Pinin, Pin Interest Farina uh, the other, the yes. other week. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you know what it's served up for me recently? It's served up to me um, lots of imagery of in car plants. That's a thing now. Did you know this? I I don't know if it's an Instagram generation thing.
0: Like growing growing a plant, like green stuff.
1: Yes, living real plants inside cars, like dashboard-based cacti, you know, in the recesses of MPVs and little K cars. So cacti living in cars and hanging vines, actually like little miniature hanging baskets, if you will, in the rear D-pillars stuff like that and I'm like it looks great but what's the reality of this like (laughs) I mean I live around some quite bumpy curvy lanes I'm just imagining a face full of soil and 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 a a cacti a lap full of cacti if it all goes a bit feet tongue can you imagine it it sounds awful (laughs)
0: Um we should wrap this up. Oh, okay, fine. But before fine. we do, uh I have three things to tell you. They are one. Johnny has a solo YouTube channel, rewind a bit, and you can hear the made up name for it. But uh, the real one is of course called The Late Break Show. Uh lots of excellent videos on that about cars and people who love them. Uh what have we got? Well we've got a big
1: one. Um mm. we've got the um the, the the chat and the sort of afternoon out with Greg James, Radio One's Greg James, uh ah. chatting about his life in cars and his bmw m5 e34 that i helped him mm. procure and uh sweet sweet guy sweet,
0: in a sweet sweet car exactly
1: and it it was just a really great time we had a very long chat and a drive i um, talking about childhood cars and some of the car geekiness that you might not know that he is he's really into his obscure stuff and his and his alan partridge type of cars <laughs> So mm-hmm. I hope you will listen uh, slash watch the, um, the video and, uh, and enjoy it. I will. Many thankings.
0: Uh, Second thing I've got to tell you is, as we speak, Boring Car Trivia 4 has gone live. It's out at last. Thank God. Um, We'll talk about it a bit more in depth next week, maybe. But um, for now, Boring Car Trivia 4 is on sale. Uh, Go to Amazon. It's available as a paperback or an e-book. We'll stick it in the merch shop as well at some point. But Boring Car Trivia 4 is on sale at last. Please go and buy it. It's taken me ages. And the third thing I've got to tell you is that uh, we all know Ray of Light by Madonna. Yeah. But you may not know that it's technically a cover version. Is it? Yes. Weirdly, it is, but not quite, how you think. But it is based uh, on a folk song by a, a duo called Curtis Muldoon called S- uh, Sephirin. Gosh. Which is why it has that in the lyrics. You know, Seferin... Well, it's because it's... Essentially, it's sort of reimagining for the late 90s of a 70s folk song
1: well next you're going to say torn by Natalie and Bruglia as a cover version and that's just going to upset me
0: well it is and I think she was sort of caught out by sort of not really fessing up to that yeah I think she, but, she
1: was um, but it's still great so Natalie it's okay I'm yeah. not I'm not angry I'm
0: not I know you're certainly not all out of faith unlike Natalie herself who apparently was um and lying naked on well, the floor, which is a really good way to get cold. So oh, do you know dare. what?
1: All I think about is how quickly you'll get cold there. Well,
0: because I always imagine it as a bathroom floor. I don't know why. Me, but me it's, too. it's just lying naked on the bathroom floor. You go, it's tiled, Natalie. You're going to get freezing down there. Come on, put a dressing gown on or something. She'll have underfloor heating, Rich.
1: Of oh, course she and, will. Which means it'll actually be quite cosy. And then you'll, real- you'll go really for a nice. nap. <laughs> and then you'll wake up to your alarm going off and your phone going off. And they'll go, where are you? Supposed to be in this really important <laughs> meeting. Go, I'm absolutely naked on the floor. Sorry. What's going on? Sorry,
0: yeah. I've just had underfloor heating put in. It's, oh my god, it's so nice! Uh, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Of course, underfloor heating, <laughs> these pop stars, anyway. Well, that's enough of that, but uh, we will, of course, do it all again next week. Um, until then, goodbye,
1: bye, guys. Cheers, bye.
0: You know just what to do, like and subscribe right. and review.
1: You know just what to do. Like and subscribe Crap. and review. You know just what to do. Like and subscribe Crap. and review. If I go to Somerset and I don't see an Orion or a Sierra, I'll be pissed right off because <laughs> yes, that because yes. that, that, right, break, not that breaks
0: the spell. Breaks the spell. <laughs> 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 but hang on growing up in somerset weren't orion and sierra two of your friends yes
1: they were orion and sierra good <laughs> really good really hippie parents orion.
0: Fucking right.
1: planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more